0: So Rima's asking, uh, what's your biggest takeaway from season one? Honestly, it's it's how
1: uh, many people
0: bought into the show.
1: Uh, There were people who said really English podcast in Saudi Arabia. But, you know, you guys speak Arabic. What are you doing speaking English? You know, who's your audience? (laughs) all the time. You are what you eat. One of the reasons why we partnered up with Eska Basket. They were founded by Esca Farms on the principle that healthy food grown and cultivated locally and sustainably is an essential part of healthy living. So Aska Basket has these four pillars, which they take a great deal of pride in, quality, clean and fresh produce, environment, seasonality and locality, fair trade, ethics and fair treatment, and finally empowerment, transparency and support. So this is what the homepage looks like. It's super user-friendly. It took me about three minutes to sign up. You've got these four simple steps to follow to see your order through. And now for the fun part, start shopping. As I touched on earlier, everything is super user-friendly, laid out. In just a few clicks, you have put together
0: your basket that is fresh from harvest. Bismillah ar-Rahman rahim Welcome to the Mo Show podcast. Today we have a very special episode. It's the Saudi National Day episode. And today the tables have turned. You're in the the guest guest chair. (laughs) chair. I'm in the interviewer chair. So we have something very special today for everyone. Um, We are going to get to know uh, Mo behind the Mo Show podcast. And uh, we did something very special where we asked his 35 guests to send out questions. Some of them replied, some of them not yet. We're too busy. We're too busy. (laughs) Um, So we have a few questions uh, that we're gonna go through. And uh, obviously, you know, uh, you can always put in the comments any questions that they wanna know about you and you will gladly answer. For sure. Uh, But today we're gonna do a few things that came from your uh, beloved guests. Mm -hmm. And, and, And from you, Mr. Inaugurator. Um, yes, I was episode number one. How uh, good does it feel to say that? It's, it's, <laughs> honestly, seeing you now with the success that you have and all of that, I'm super proud of you, Mo. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I, I know you're going to go to places with this thing. You're already there, um, but uh, still. Thank you. Ala I don't take that lightly. It means it means a lot to me. Taib, so we're going to start with episode four and episode 30. Uh, Musalli mm-hmm. uh, They have a question that is very similar.
1: For for the record, I haven't seen those questions. They were communicated to you, so perfect, Godspeed,
0: type. So, uh, what made you want to tell people's stories? What made me want to tell other people's stories? Absolutely.
1: Um, I think it all stemmed more from uh, our our country being misunderstood. You know, um, you know, whenever I travel as a youngster, when I was in school in the UK or in the US, uh, you know, when I'd say that I'm from Saudi Arabia, that, you know, double take, like almost take their glasses off. So what? Where y- are you
0: from? You you grew up where?
1: Well, I, I grew up in, in Saudi up until the age of uh, 11. Okay. And then my family shipped me off to the UK. Okay. So it actually started from there.
0: So the you went to a
1: boarding school? Boarding school. boarding school in the uk i was 11 years old rugby school uh well we played rugby i was a school called papalwick in ascot next to the race course the famous race course um so you know i used to get a lot of are you really from saudi arabia you know so i think it was like a complexity that i carried from a younger age okay that fast forward 23 24 years later i was like you know what i am not convinced by how our country is represented abroad and if I can just amplify the, are you really from Saudi? And I give them my answer. If I can amplify that to whoever listens to this podcast, I can change the perception of Saudi Arabia. And it starts with, let me hear your story. You know, amazing things happen in Saudi by, by Saudis. Let me spread your story, whether it's Dalma Malhasthi, you know, the horseback rider, the show jumper, uh, or, or whether it's Uthman al Mullah, the golfer. Or it's, it's never ending. Like, I mean, everyone that I had comes with a story. And I just wanted to amplify that to the world who never really had the right idea about us Saudis. How do you choose your guests? Um, I think that's the hardest part choosing choosing the right guests. Alhamdulillah, I don't feel like I you know made any mistakes in any guests that I did choose. Um, you know, I think it it comes down to having a story. Like you know, what is what is your story? Your sister climbed Everest. She was episode three. You know, she was like the first name the brand name Raha to me is a brand name she was the first brand name that agreed to come on the show Uh, and it was actually hard to fill her shoes in the next couple of episodes because you know you only have one first saudi to climb everest but it was from when i had raha on that i realized now i need to have people that come with a unique story that other people would be interested to hear and it makes interesting content type by the way, the hardest thing is choosing the guest. once the conversation starts. It, it, just, it just keeps rolling. But choosing That's,
0: the- it, it, it feels very weird for me to be on this side of the table. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, you're,
1: you're stuck there for the next hour. So. It's,
0: it's, it's, not, it's not easy. So-, so It's quite but, refreshing for me, by the way, to be on this side. Really? Okay, good. I, I love <laughs> your sweater, by the way. Thanks, yeah. We, I, um, I still don't have that. No, I'll send you some uh, so, to your- So, Gareth mansion. from episode five. Um, is asking what habit is most responsible for your growth in the last twelve months months sorry um I was always worried about what people
1: think about me, you know, and it was never my intention to go public with with anything like all oh, my social media accounts are are private. I enjoy public speaking, yes, I always did. but I remember when I was uploading your episode, the first one I was at home it was around you know ten p m which one episode one. <laughs> Um <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's an inside joke. There. So, so yeah, it's, it's, brilliant. it's
1: not inside anymore. Um so so once YouTube was like, you know, 10, 9, 8, and boom, you're you're there. In my mind, I'm like, oh my God, people are gonna judge me. You know, how am I going to take people's criticism of of me and my product or you know, the mo podcast? Is it gonna be ridiculed? Are people going to take it seriously? But as the episodes progressed. I realized that everyone's going to have an opinion, you know, some, I don't know, you know, one podcaster said that in a room of, of 10 people, not everyone's going to love you. Absolutely. All right? And when you put yourself in public, you have to also go by that same narrative that not everyone's going to love you and that's okay. You have to be okay with not everyone appreciating your content. But guess what? There's going to be a lot of people that, that do appreciate you and value what you do. Uh, to answer Gareth's question, I think I grew the most in not 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 caring about what people think, because I still do, but I think not letting people's opinions affect me the way it used to before I
0: started this. Type.: Is that a good answer? There is no good or bad. <laughs> there is your answer. You are quite the moderator. So, so Mashur, um, who is the dear friend, uh, was asking, uh, what sort of responsibilities do you feel towards representing your kingdom in the best way possible? To the world, mm. and he touched upon that. Mashallah, you currently have more than 100k followers. So, what sort of responsibilities do you have, or do you feel you have with this platform?
1: Mm. I think when when you have any platform, Mo, whether it's a thousand, ten thousand, or a million, it comes with responsibility. All right. Yeah. Um, you'd be you'd be surprised i um, he plays for a team that i'm not a fan of but i really respect him as a human being lebron james okay he's a person that from he plays for who he plays for the lakers the lakers so from the age of wasn't 18
0: wasn't he with the cleveland uh, he
1: was with cleveland for the longest time okay. and then he went to miami all right and then now he's with the lakers okay i appreciate this guy as a human being
0: at, at mo mo is a very very huge fan of the celtics celtics yeah basketball. So you know yeah yeah <laughs> Throw it out there um
1: so LeBron, from the age of 18, Mo, he was in the spotlight, all right? And he has never put a foot wrong. He never got in trouble with the law, never had any issues that many of these you know, NBA stars or professional athletes that come into money find themselves getting into trouble for. He's never put a foot wrong. Um, and, and he always talks about the responsibility that comes with having an audience and a platform because you have kids who look up you know, to aspire to be like you. And not only kids, but people, you know, your own age, if they see you wearing something or eating something or drinking something, they're likely going to do the same. And I mean, in one year, you say one hundred thousand followers, that's an overnight, like an an overnight following. Like I didn't even have enough time to to to, to stop and smell the roses of 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 how many people are, are 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 following me on, whether it's Instagram or YouTube. But I do recognize that it comes with a responsibility. To showcase my country in the best possible light, which was the mission from day one. Like Bravo. I'm not adjusting to anything right now. Very nice. From when we sat down, when I had zero followers on any social media platform, the mission was. When you asked me why did you start, why did you choose to start a podcast? I said because I wanted to change the narrative of what the world thinks of the Saudi man on the street or woman on the street. Beautiful. So I
0: carry that,
1: you know, today, tomorrow, and you know, for however long uh, as I do this, and I hope it is. You know, for a very long time.
0: That's uh that's a nice mission. Let's go to one of our racers. Oh, Rima Jaffali. Oh, okay. So Rima is asking what's your biggest takeaway from season one? Which is today's actually our your anniversary. Yeah, I'm, well we And ago, I'm saying or... our. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel super involved. Well, you were, you inaugurated the show. Um So one year, Mm. uh, mashallah, you moved from an office building to this beautiful studio. I wish I can maybe one day you'll take them around (laughs) and show them what's what's what it looks like. Yeah. Um, So Rima's asking, um, what's your biggest takeaway from season one? And hopefully for many seasons to come. Honestly, it's it's how uh,
1: many people bought into the show. Uh, there were people who said, really, English podcast in Saudi Arabia? But, you know, you guys speak Arabic. What are you doing speaking English? You know, who's your audience? Uh, what, what, what surprised me the most or my biggest takeaway, Mo, was how many uh, people from the Arab world were interested in Saudi. Now, initially when I launched so it.
0: So when you say Arab world, do you mean outside of Saudi Arabia? I
1: mean, like, the, the, I mean, you know, the GCC, GCC uh, okay. in, including Lebanon, Jordan, Egypt, okay. Iraq. I mean, Egypt and Iraq are my biggest markets. Okay. My biggest demographics on Instagram, Egypt and Iraq, constitute about 30-40% of the followers. That was unexpected. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't foresee that. My mission was to almost speak to the audience that I grew up with. When I was shipped to England when I, at the age of 11 and then I did five years there and then I went to the US and I did a couple years over there so I wanted to change what they thought of us little did I know that the platform will be changing what the Arab world thinks of us for example I think it was Raha's episode episode three one of the comments on YouTube you know I try not to read comments but I end up doing that uh, was oh wow I mean so in Saudi you can have a man and a woman in a room together who aren't married and it came from a guy whose name was Ahmed something. So, you know, he obviously came from the Arab world. And um, and I didn't respond, but he now has a different perspective of what's happening in Saudi yeah. today. You know, so I didn't think my biggest takeaway was that I didn't expect to generate such a big Arab following from the get-go.
0: I uh, okay. that, that came, that came as a surprise. I mean, you know, uh, there is a, I'm not gonna say the saying, but anyways. Yeah. So Jude al harthi What's the saying? Uh, uh Babba Najar Damon and yeah <laughs> uh, you 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 never know what's happening you know in your backyard you you know? Know, yeah yeah true uh so Judel Harthy. one of my favorite episodes has has a very interesting question, and I apologize for constantly looking at the computer because I need to see the questions. What does the Mo show mean to you on a personal level so uh, I know that oh, you're super passionate about it and you've built this studio around that dream and you're super eloquent when it comes to speaking to people. You bring out the best out of people and your 35 episodes have been really insightful, uh, especially episode number one was just amazing. Um <laughs> uh, He's paying me in sushi and tea (laughs) baths tonight. Um, What does it mean to you? I mean, we've spoken about this, yeah, beforehand. Mm. And uh, you're one of my best friends. And we've spoken that you want to start a podcast and you want to go for it. Take us through the journey of, Mm. you know, we were speaking earlier and he said, just go for it and, you know, do whatever your dream is required, uh, whatever it is, and go for it. So, speak to me about that.
1: <clears throat> uh, I mentioned it a few times on on an episode. Uh, we were locked down for a couple of months in Corona, and I was watching the great Naval Ravikant on a podcast. Uh, and and ah. he said, "He told you he told me not to mention which podcast." Yeah. Um, and 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 Naval kept saying, you know like it was like there was a common theme to his messaging, which is the human being is not, is not meant to work nine to five. Um, the end of the industrial revolution is the beginning of the information revolution. We are sharing information today. Mm. Um, own a piece of a business, even if a small one, You know, don't rent out your time. Uh, another one which I really liked was uh, try to disconnect Input with output, okay? Hours spent on a job should not equal money made, all right? Tim Ferriss wrote a book called The 4-Hour Work Yeah. okay? And it's how to break away from the nine to five. You can work four hours a week and make more than a guy who's working 70 or 80 hours a week. It's not all about money. It's about finding your passion.
0: So The Mosho Podcast. What does The Mosho Podcast listen to in terms of podcasts?
1: so i have about four podcasts that i listen to religiously and sometimes i'd hear an episode and hear it a second and third time and maybe even sometimes take notes um so naval has this this podcast um uh he, he churns out about one every two or three weeks he's an example of someone that i listen to over and over again uh again the reason why i started this podcast was because of him um tim ferris the Tim Ferriss Show is, uh, is something that I'm actually, and what I love about how his podcasts go, I mean, first of all, I'm shocked that it goes two, two and a half hours, but the diverse guests that he brings in, like this last one that I was listening to yesterday was uh, uh, you know uh, about a guy talking about uh, the, the, the nature of, of psychedelics and, then, and, and how that has improved... Uh, people who suffer from, you know, bipolar Depression, or and dementia and or whatever, and he's talking about that for the longest time. The lady that was on before the guy who I'm listening to now was talking about fungi, and 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 the whole world of of fun. like mm. mo. It's so diverse, so you don't know what you're gonna get. You're gonna be introduced to a world you know nothing about. Um, Jordan Peterson and 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 his podcast I I listen to uh, a lot. And then a few uh, business podcasts, just to you know, be kept abreast with what's happening in the tech world and the business world. Uh, so at any given time, I'm listening to three or four podcasts just so the rotation is uh, yani one after the other. So you keep
0: fresh? Try to be, yeah.
1: Um,
0: what would you ask yourself on this table?
1: What would I ask myself on this table?
0: Mm. Um, wow, Mo. <laughs> Take your time. I can speak to the fans while you do it. We're here in the studio while Mo contemplates what question he's going to ask himself. You know
1: what's a good question to ask yourself? Like, uh, uh, uh,
0: so let me ask you one question while you think about it and right. then you can ask yourself. So what does contentment look for you? When you stop comparing yourself to others? That's being content. Yeah, uh,
1: you know when you when you're proud of yourself, um, when you are living for today, and you are not uh, sacrificing today for tomorrow. And you know, I got to do this today. I got to make this today so that I can enjoy tomorrow. I think comparing your comparing yourself to others is uh, is, is detrimental. And, and we all do it, you know. And I'm of and I'm trying to do it a lot less. Um, I feel like I have been better. Um, but contentment, I think, is uh, is peace you know, being happy with where you are, who you are, what you've done, who you're doing it with, you know, um, are you living the life where you are making the lives around you better? What will people say about you if you were gone tomorrow? I know it's a bit deep, but like how would people remember you? Yeah, Would they miss you? Would they be like, oh God, that guy was heavy on the soul? Would, you know, so I think contentment is, is being happy with, your current state. Would you share your age? 37. 38 next month, October 4th.
0: Yeah, happy birthday. Personal, personal happy questions. Birthday. Shwaya, so tell me, what's the question you would ask yourself?
1: I mean, honestly, it's, it was actually the answer to your question is what is content? What I would ask myself once a week is Mo, did you do enough during this last week for you to be proud of yourself, for you to be happy with yourself? I don't think it's a question that I'll just ask myself once. I'd like to ask it like every Friday or every Saturday at the end of every week. What did you do this week that made you happy? What what, what did what bad decisions did you do this week that made you unhappy? And I think you always wanna have the ones that made you happy outweigh significantly the ones that made you unhappy did you grow whose life did you touch whose life did you improve or make better
0: would you like to share what your current career is so i am
1: in the oil and gas sector of course and i've been there for 11 years i hold a marketing position um and uh and yeah you know i am there nine hours a day five days a week uh, do do I love it? Some days are better than others, you know. Um, am I able to juggle? Asking myself questions. Am I able to juggle this and that? Yes, I am. For now, of course. What time is it? It's <clears throat> nine thirty. Uh, where is my passion? This is my passion. Bravo. This is my passion.
0: Uh, family.
1: Uh, a wife. We've been married for going on eight years this March. MashaAllah. And we have a four year old boy named Adam. Whom I played
0: with today. (laughs) Yeah, he did. I actually
1: remembered you when I went upstairs, he was like, I saw Ammo Mo. I'm like, no way. Did you tell him? Did he be like, I'm Ammo Mo?
0: No, he knew me. He remembered, He he introduced me to all his toys. (laughs) Amazing. So, um, I mean, from a personal level. I love the Mosho podcast, and I'm not being biased at thank you. all. I actually subscribe, and I, I listen to all the episodes. Finally, you subscribed. Um, God. Thank you for having me and giving me this opportunity to be on this side of the table. Thank you. Um, it's been real. It's been a pleasure. Um, any? Uh,
1: I couldn't think of another person to do this.
0: Thank you, Mo. Any parting words that you want to give?
1: No, I think I I, I spoke enough, Mo. Um,
0: I mean, listen, this is, uh, what I like about this is it's very dynamic. So if we did not deliver on today's episode, the special National Day episode, please tell us. I'm going to get you back next year for the... <laughs> of course, for a year two. I, I'm expecting that. Next By year. the way,
1: that's an idea. Once a year, we, we 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 check in and we have an open mic session Uh-oh. about... How was the last season? Yalla. You know, what, what are your takeaways? Ah, to, we're going to do that. So is each season going to be 35 episodes? Or? It, the first one was, I don't want to, you know, be stuck to such a commitment, but 35 seems to be like a decent pace, which was one every 10 days.
0: I so, think you should do it one every week.
1: No, that's. I, I need to be doing this full time for me to do that. No. One every week?
0: Yeah, every seven days. Once a weekend or whatever. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, mm-hmm. Wednesday, or there are so many interesting individuals. True. there are. In Saudi. There are. I mean, we we are on a trajectory that's
1: just incredible. Do you know, no doubt about that, and especially with more tourists flooding in, you know, you can capture, you know. But the issue, what might stop me, Mo, is that whenever I want to shoot an episode, it has to happen
0: in the studio. That's, which is a good thing. But What's
1: bringing people, it can't be done like, you know, the way Nadaba Aishan, bless her, how she has her- You need to interview like, her. in. She promised me she's she's gonna come on the show. Can't wait, Edda, This is for you. Give me a date and time. Uh, so the way she does it is that it's done on Instagram Live and yeah. you know wherever you are. So so it, her flexibility is easier. But for me, you have to bring them into the studio and then we gotta edit it and then translate it and then all, like it's it's a bit of a okay stretch. But you know what? I will push myself and I appreciate that that comment. Yeah, and maybe I do churn out four we'd, episodes a month.
0: Yeah, we'd like to see more uh, content. We'd like to see more interesting people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mo, oh, thanks for handling this. Oh, um,
0: thank you so much. Very I good. hope uh, I did a good job. You killed it.
1: You did I, really well. I Any more so.
0: questions? Did we get through uh, uh, all of them? I, I believe
1: we did. Something you want to know about me that you don't know?
0: That's a difficult question. <laughs> I, know, I know I know you quite well. Do you want to share something that you feel, you know, people that are listening want to... Um, Like we covered family career, which is... Yeah. Fine.
1: Maybe on uh, on a on a super personal level, um, people don't know this about me, but I lost my dad at the age of twenty-one. Yeah. Um, and all my closest people around me uh had their fathers at the time. Um how did he pass? He passed from uh lung cancer, smoking okay. cigarettes. All right. Um and, and of course, you know, after after seeing what he went through, I was like, I uh I used to smoke the odd cigarette. I'm like, that's it, never again. But you know, for anyone who has lost a a parent or a father figure uh what i realized that it did to me is helped me become more independent and realize that no one's going to save you over here uh it helped me grow up you know and become a man to the best of my abilities and and mature a lot um so this is something that i uh, carried with me for a long time, I felt that you know losing my father at 21 was very young. Mm. So anyone out there, you know, who lost a parent at an even younger age, um, times are tough now, uh, but that would only mold you to become a stronger person uh, as as you as you grow up. It's it's the hardest thing to do, uh, you know, trying to figure out your own path in life. And actually, what it taught me uh, was how to be you know therefore my son as a, a, a as an example as a leader like if i had my father till today i don't think i would have been as good of a father as i am to adam yeah. does that make sense because because i lost it so i see my son having it so i just want yeah, you, every day to count yourself
0: compensating for
1: compensating for my loss in him okay like i want him to have uh, you know, as I want him, I want to teach him as much as I can, even if he's only four or five. I want to teach him as much as I can because, you know, not 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 to make it deep or anything, but like make I wasn't, deep. I wasn't guaranteed my father beyond the age of sixty-three. Adam's not guaranteed to have mm-hmm. me, you know. For we can't guarantee it. Absolutely. So not. it's it's down to me to instill the knowledge. And show him the way, and teach him, you know, the right morals, and 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 you know what
0: to expect out of life. So, what's the best lesson you think you want to teach him? Uh, keep your word. Um, uh,
1: not 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 everyone's going to want to have the best for you, um, and you know, choose your friends wisely. Uh, the number of friends that have no connection with the quality the quality friends. you know yeah. i mean i'd rather have two or three friends uh who i can who i know will be there for me at any time than have 30 people uh who you know are just we're in a whatsapp group together but you know they don't mean much to me so quality over i love quantity. our whatsapp group
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> quality over quality over quantity can we do a selfie sure 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 Shall we wrap up first or as you're okay, walking no no But By the way, this episode went so off-piste, I love it.
0: So this is Mo and I filming the one-year anniversary episode.
1: National Day Special, right there Mo, beautiful. Signing off for the Mo, well you got to say this part, you got to say.
0: I'll leave it to you.
1: <laughs> Signing out for the Mo Show podcast, the Saudi National Day Special. With my best friend in episode one, a great host who should have his own podcast, episode <laughs> one, Mr. Muhammad Maharrik.
0: Woohoo!
1: Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thank man. you. Love you, buddy. You are the best.